Hello, welcome to Amateur Hour. Week four is upon us. Uh, Deion Sanders is the greatest gift to uh, college football coaching. Am I right, guys? I'm done. I'm out of here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, baby. Thank you for continuing the tradition of bad audio away from your microphone, Joey. So it's it the only mic I got this week. How did we go from having maybe the greatest podcast we've ever had Monday to the shittiest one on Wednesday night in the first 30 seconds? Two words, Uncle Joe. I'm done. I'm done. I'm out of here. I quit. I'm you, changing you my... Have, you just got prime material. I'm changing my... Um, my handle to just back to Trent. <laughs> I'm done with this. That's that. That's it. Just Trent because just Trent. Gene Prime, like like me and Joey. <laughs> we're gonna get copyright stroke, and we're gonna lose all, you know, like twelve dollars maybe we make on this one. This could be the hit. Hey, we mentioned Dion. Of course, we're gonna sell stuff now. Of course, we, we are. We'll, we'll, we'll get into it. Going. What? Yeah. Well, we'll get into it because we will definitely talk them at the top just so we can get her out of the way. But do appreciate everyone joining us here on uh, Amateur Hour. It was a, I w- I'll be honest, that was a surprisingly good week three for what I thought on the slate of games that we had. Um, the Colorado one was obviously the peak, but um, how many? How much did you guys uh, watch last weekend? Did you get get a few games in? I got two or three. That's about it. I played in a 27-hole golf tournament, so I didn't have to watch the dumpster fire that the Iowa State game was. Uh, yeah. So by the time that was over, I was home and watching football with the neighbors across the street. So I got to see a lot of the Bama game. He's an Alabama fan, so <laughs> they struggled. Mm-hmm. You know, that Southern Florida for you, do though, those bulls, they're, they're pretty tough. Yeah. I'm telling you. Must be. Hook them horns, right? <laughs> well, well, I would say this one is a little bit more of a difficult trivia question. I saw it on Saturday, but I'm gonna I'm gonna see if you guys can get it here. Um, so far, throughout three weeks of college football, there's only been two teams that have run 100% of their snaps from the shotgun. Can you name both of them? And I'm just going to give you the clues right now. One is in the American. One is in uh the Sun. The Belt. Fun Belt. Uh, somebody didn't have this whited out on the agenda, so I saw it. <laughs> I I did. What are you talking about? I saw it as well. It is whited out now, but it was not when I looked. I didn't oh, see I did. it. If that means anything. Well, then, Joey, it's you. It's your your uh your answer, then, buddy. All right, uh, I'm gonna go UTSA for the American. Eh. Tulane. All right, I don't know for that one. Uh, Sunbelt. Oh, God. Man, I don't know. I didn't watch either of those conferences. I'm going to make a guess, so give me a second. Uh, uh, fuck, where's the Sunbelt? There it is. Uh, I'm going to go... It's not App State. South Alabama. What, one of them... Okay, one of them, the mascot is the Hilltoppers. Oh, what's their Kentucky? All right. The Monarchs is the second one. Ooh. Uh, and they're a trucking company. Not the butterfly. 
They're a are they more a trucking company, company or college football team? Old Dominion. Oh. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> nice. I, I was hoping that, like, the Bailey Zappi and all these, like, quirky guys that have, like, 6,000 yards passing was going to be make that one the easy one, but I'll make it a little easier for next week. I do apologize, guys. Yeah, but... get it whited out. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> what I Anyways. get for looking at the agenda. Yeah, looking too early. Um, do we want to start with Colorado, or do we want to get Caitlin Clark out of the way? No, we've well, talked about I do Colorado a... enough. I have a trivia question. <laughs> Can you tell oh, me what game is ESPN's highest rated regular season TV game and fifth game of all time? Was it this year? Yep. It was just last weekend. I can tell you. Come on, Trent. Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders. Colorado, nine million Colorado viewers. Sanders. I think it said like 9 million viewers. 9.3 million at its peak. Highest um, rated yep. ESPN regular season game of all time. I thought it had over 11 at its peak. Oh, maybe it did. My bad. I'll let you know yeah. I was not one of them. No. <laughs> uh, early on, it was very, I wouldn't say it was, I wouldn't say it was very, well, let's just throw the score up there. But, you know, Colorado won 43-35 in double overtime. That was a very fun game at the beginning. But, boy, like, I always thought, like, oh, Iowa-Iowa State, heated rivalry. But both coaches kind of have them, um, hey, don't be a jackass out there. Whoa, they were let, they were kind of letting them play. But, man, it was a – that was more than scrappy. There, there was a couple, like, pretty nasty plays, and they were going just all out out there. Right. Yeah, they, uh, so. they looked – it was very chippy. I'm not a fan of how – I don't know, dirty the game got, I guess. Now, I know it's a rivalry game, but, I mean, we're, we're two fan bases here that have a rivalry game every year, and we don't see that happening. Like, there's never yeah. a, a bunch of dirty hits and shit as much as I want to punch Seneca Wallace in the face. That never happened. So It uh, only ended in a lacerated liver. Right, exactly. That's it. There's only one lacerated yeah. liver in that game. I mean, there's yeah. literally 22 livers on the field at any given moment. <laughs> Well, 21 for Colorado, Travis Hunter plays both ways. Right. So. True. But, no, I, I don't know. That that one was very, you know, all week you had the coaches that were were coming in on it. They had game – well, I was just going to say game day. Every single network was there. Um, It, it was I, – I mean, it was just a complete show. They were talking shit before the, the show. I mean, Travis Hunter before the game was – was like it was something like get your weight up, you know, little boy. I mean, he was. They were just yelling at each other. They're scrapping before. Um, I mean, th- that was it. It was you know. I think someone said it was d- basically WWE of college football, and it was a fun watch for the first like couple hours. And then it was just, I'll be honest, I lost interest at like eleven o'clock. It's like, can this fucking game, you know, speed up? Yep. Because it, it it was way too damn late unless you were in mountain or Pacific time. I think it was like what two when the game finally ended. Yeah. We stayed up to watch UFC and we fell asleep uh, before the co-main event of that. So I didn't even see even close to the end of the Colorado, the Colorado state game. So I I watched the highlights the next day, but man, it was, it was a long, long night. So, um, I mean the, the big one that everyone's talking about is, uh, the, late hit on from the DB for Travis Hunter. Do you think that one was bad or do you think that was as close as a, I don't know. I, I think everyone, my opinion, I think everyone kind of overreacted to being a late hit and we've seen that in games. Or do you think that was so egregious that 
he should be suspended and like everyone else was trying to say. I think I, uh, this should be cut right in the middle. Like, we don't need a – if there's a suspension, just do one game. But overall, mm-hmm. like, it's not like a – you know, it's not like it's supposed to be not on purpose. You know, it was kind of on purpose, but not on purpose. But I don't know. I just feel like the hype also brings it all up, like you were saying, like the late hit and everybody overreaction to it. So, yeah, that guy is getting like death threats now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The death threats are stupid. Yeah. But I don't know. Travis Hunter, he was he was streaming in like a giraffe onesie, like breaking this down. He's like, in the day, it's football. You know, we all get hit, and I think that's the mature way to go about it. I, I think if it was like a spectrum of like, here is too early of a hit, too late of a hit, here's the middle. I think I think it was just ever so late. Yeah. I mean, it you could tell it's blatant, but also if you're Colorado State and you've heard all week how you're going to lose by 24 points, you're 0-1-1, you, you know, everything about you suck, you suck, the, Colorado's the greatest – you're, you're going to be a little pissed off. So mm-hmm. it was kind of nice seeing an actual game out of it. And it kind of makes me worry this weekend about, I, I mean, after watching that game, I think Colorado is going to get destroyed, especially without Travis Hunter this weekend. Oh, yeah. I So I'm re-watching the hit right now. It's it's pretty egregious. Um, mm-hmm. I, I agree with Dave. I like a one-game suspension for that. I, I don't think it's that bad unless there's all the talking. My favorite thing in the whole clip is – the quarterback, Shadur Sanders, running down the field and defending his guy. Like that, mm. that that's a dog. I know he's, you know, either a dog or what's the other one? A, a, a leader. leader. Yeah. He, he's got an L. He him. needs yeah. to be an LD for leader dog. He's the lead dog. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I don't know. I, I'm on the side of Dion's already surpassed everything that we expected out of him in, at Colorado. Mm-hmm. And the dude sold $1.2 million worth of sunglasses. He's already patented four sayings. Like he's brought in the age of getting attention and putting out content and all that type of stuff. He has brought all that to Colorado and has already made that program way more special than it has been since, I don't know, fucking 1994. Like it, it's, it's amazing how they turned it around so damn quick. Are they going to lose probably the next two weeks? Probably. And they're probably yeah. going to lose big, especially to USC. But, uh, yeah, I I don't know. I, I'm on the fence of – or I'm on the side of Dion's already done it, man. He, he's, he looks good. Mm. I don't think he's going to be there maybe not even next year, to be honest with you. You think he leaves after Do one you, year? Really? You guys think that? I called it in one of our earlier mm-hmm. podcasts. I'm like – I didn't say after one year, but I said as soon as he has a decent year, like gets to, I mean, takes Colorado from what they were three and nine last year. Yep. If he can get mm-hmm. them to six and six, seven and five, there's going to be other bigger schools calling with more money. And I mean, and no offense to them going to the Big Twelve, but say an SEC, say say Texas A&M screws the pooch for the rest of the year, and Jimbo Fisher's out. Mm-hmm. Why not go to Texas A&M? He, uh, if they're not going to go to Florida State. Florida State's on an upturn. And they mm. they're already um, they're already sucking Nobel dick. So um, it's a uh, he's going to go where the money goes, and Texas A&M is going to have a ton of it. There's Big Ten schools that are going to be looking for new coaches next year. Wisconsin's going to probably be looking for a new coach. I mean, it's 
there's going to be money thrown around. And there's national pundits out there right now saying he may, may not make it to the end of the year there. Like, he may may sign somewhere else already by the end of the year. Like, not even take the team bowling type of thing. He's going to be like the players and not, not coaching the bowl game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've heard of uh, one school that overpays overhyped Colorado coaches, and they're in the Big Ten, and they happen to be looking for a coach right now. Mm. Who's that? Michigan State. That's where Bill Tucker came from. Right. Yeah. Uh, Prime coming. That's going to be their new thing. Yeah. Well, if there's anything we know about Prime, he has no secrets because everything's out in the open. So, I mean, mm-hmm. at least he won't. Yeah. I mean, he'll be openly harassing people instead of doing it, you know, <laughs> via cell phone. So, as, it, it, as, it, much, as much as a, a hater that, you know, I am here, excuse me, uh, one of my coworkers and I were talking about this uh, work today, and he was, you know, we're talking about, Dion and the whole sunglasses thing and all this. And, you know, and I'm like, you know what? He told all his players to transfer, whatever, you know, get out of here. Like a real coach would keep those players and, you know, build them. And, and then I said, yeah, I was like, you know what? But if he was at Iowa state, I would be eating that shit up. (laughs) Like I would be on the other side of the fence. (laughs) Now what one thing that like, cause I, I think we're getting a little too um, – now we're going full swing opposite. We're big haters. Now we're getting too big of lovers. I do have to no. say one thing with all these cameras that are around and they're capturing every moment. And you see The Rock on the sideline and in the locker room. And, you know, it's personal. He brought his mama into the locker room. And Norvell said she didn't raise him right and all that. Um, can he just do one thing that a normal coach – every normal coach does – and it's not blown up to be the greatest thing since sliced bread or or creating the air raid offense. Um, I made a list of the very bottom of our agenda here mm-hmm. of things I just saw today. I didn't even keep track of this all week, but these are things that are that people are like commenting on. This is why he's the king. This is why he's the goat. Crowns everything. Th- this is out of the realm. Holy shit! This is amazing coaching. The the first thing. Not condoning death threats to opposing players. Fucking Dion equals goat with that lesson here. Um, Playing loud music in practice to simulate stadium noises. You get fined for that in the NFL. That and young 18 to 22-year-olds like to listen to loud music when they work out? He's playing loud rap and hip-hop to simulate... Oregon this week. I have never heard of any coach playing loud noises to simulate stadium noises. I, I'm glad I'm sitting down. I might keel over if I would have heard that standing up. Dude is reinventing well, the game. Being 37, yeah. that is atrocious. Like you need yeah. to be dead silent. <laughs> I want a pin. I want to hear a pin drop. Yes. What yes. is this? A Bart McNeil baseball these, practice? These young kids just need to <laughs> knock it off. <laughs> Yeah, these damn whippersnappers and hoodlums. Yeah. Um, last one that I have, and just, the, again, this is only from, like, the last day. Uh, telling players to respect women and not to hit women. I mean, riveting stuff. Who would have thought? I Greatest, crazy. greatest coach of all time. Yeah, great, greatest coach. Uh, Saban who? Yeah. That, that was another thing that bothered me. I didn't even watch the 60 Minutes story because I saw an eight-second clip of them going, well, who's the greatest college football coach of all time? Where's the mirror? Okay, oh, jeez. You've yeah. coached two and one third and a quarter of seasons, and you're the greatest cup. 
Hey, you can you can make arguments about recruiting. Holy fuck, amazing recruiter! You can bring a number one recruit to a, to a HBCU. You can bring all these players in. You rebuilt Colorado. That is an amazing story. But to upend um, a seven-time national championship coach that's still coaching right now, I don't I don't care how competent you are. That's just fucking stupid. Well, just wait till after they lose the next two weeks. It's gonna oh, be. I am. It's gonna be. I'm Does ready. he even know how to call timeouts? What's he doing? What <laughs> offense is he doing? Smithers. Yeah. <laughs> Does he know how to play football? Does he even know what a football is? That's what it's going to be in the next this, two weeks. This is me being a hater because we have no offense, and I just watched them fucking <laughs> run a field in eighty of uh, in fifty seconds, going eighty-five yards. But like, who would have thought putting everything all you putting all your chips on one player playing one hundred and twenty snaps a game? every single game and he gets injured and all of a sudden you're not as good. Who would have thought that was a bad strategy? You lose two starters and once, man, like he is, he is the all-star best player in your team. Who would have thought that would have backfired that him being out was a very bad thing. You know what? It took them two overtimes to score one more point than Iowa. So yeah, look at that <laughs> yeah. offensive breakout. <laughs> By the way, Colorado State should win for two. That was just the biggest pussy shit. You do not have the athletes compete with Colorado at that point. You, you're all gassed. You just proved your defense allowed 80 yards in the last 50 seconds. And let's go to two overtimes. We have control of this ball right now. Everyone would have been happy losing by one in overtime, first overtime than losing by eight in two overtimes. Yep. Yep. That was the second dumbest call of the week other than the delay a game penalty that made the Missouri field goal. 61 yards instead of 56. Yeah. <laughs> they they are excited down there, man. Did you get your commemorative t-shirt? I didn't. I saw you put that on there. But, yeah, I, I found out that they're not playing Kansas State for another, like, 10 to 15 years. So, kudos. You got you to commemorate those regular season wins when you can because you can't really get them too well in the uh, postseason. Yeah. They don't play Iowa in the postseason. That's you know? right. I don't know. I don't like that E-Ray drink. Uh, Drinkowitz? Yep. Drinkowitz? I don't care. He's, I, I, I was talking to my girlfriend's dad about this, and he's a hell of a recruiter, and especially with Missouri signing the NIL deal that if you stay in-state, you can get NIL as a senior in high school. Um, that helps a lot. He's a terrible coach. He is a terrible in-game coach. He's such a goober, man. Yeah. Yeah. I Out of a timeout, you have a 56-yard field goal. And you can't get your team out there lined up to without a delay a game. What are you doing? What are you doing? That is, and, and it makes it that much cooler when he when he made it. But it was just like, like you said, that if that would have landed anywhere within five yards short of that, that they would there might have been a hot seat logo immediately on <laughs> on him. The only time that that's acceptable is if the thicker kicker came up to you and said, "Nope, I want sixty-one. That's what we're doing." Yeah. <laughs> Which, which which one is isn't he the, he's the thicker kicker? Yep, isn't he? he's the thicker kicker. Okay. Yep. I thought you meant Janikowski for a second. No, <laughs> no. If that kid came up to him and said, "No, I'll take the penalty, coach. I got this. I want 61. What was the? How far was uh that kick that the Raiders make him do? That it, it was 76 yard field goal. <laughs> Do you, ever, do you guys yeah. ever see that? It was them? so short. Oh man, I, I that was that might have been one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen in my life. He, he's lining up <laughs> past the logo to try and kick it, and I, I don't think it was remotely close. But oh, probably not. If anyone could do it, it was Janikowski. So 
Well, Trey, should we coming. get it out of the way here? Might as well. Uh, yeah. The Ohio Bobcats 10, Iowa State 7. Ohio covered plus two and a half, under 42 points. Real big shocker on that one. Uh, at one point in the game, the over-under live was 19 and a half points. And, and I under still would have hit. <laughs> sadly, I was like, I'm going to wait for the under to hit. Like, I knew it likely wouldn't hit 17, but I'm like, I'm going to wait till it gets super low, and then I'm hitting that over because I was all for us coming back in the second half. Thank God I didn't do that, man. Mm-hmm. But, like, that was atrocious, dude. I mean, it was – I know you missed it. Dave, Joey, did either of you catch this with my chance? It was on only streaming, so I doubt it. But I sure as hell did not. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you start with – we already have five starters out because of the gambling thing, so it's a bit of a younger team. Uh, I believe it was six players, including our starting wide receiver and starting running back, had norovirus actively during the game. Uh, Rocco Beck still did play. Mm-hmm. Uh I think he was he's he I think he played great considering he had a stomach virus and and thrown up. He didn't even go into the the locker room at halftime but thrown up the whole time. He he looked as solid as you can be as a young guy against that defense. I mean, give Ohio credit. I it's a Big 12 school losing to a Mac school. Yeah. I've already come to terms with how bad that is. But if we're going to look at our Iowa State schedule and we're one and two and we were thought potentially bowling this year, it's you beat a disciplined U and I team very handily as you should. You lose to an Iowa team by seven that won nine games last year, won their bowl game, very disciplined team. And you lost to an Ohio team that had nine wins, won their conference. I can't remember if they won their bowl game, but you know, disciplined team with a senior quarterback. I mean, I'm, I'm going to give them all the credit and in, in their touchdown was set up by one of their interceptions. So, I mean, it's just, I don't know, man. It, everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong that day. Yeah. And like I said, I didn't see any of it. I was playing in a golf tournament. But, like, looking at stats, it's the running backs averaged under one yard per carry. Yeah. Well, well we're trying to establish the run, you know. Well, if, it, if, you're, times... if you're averaging under one yard per carry, don't be so stubborn. Like, mm-hmm. go away from it, you know. Yes. Uh, it, it, that drives me crazy. Like the coaching, like, don't get me wrong. Like I still think Matt Campbell's a great coach, but what has changed? Like they got rid of Manning and this looks like mm-hmm. last year's team. Like nothing yep. has changed. I don't know. Is is Matt Campbell calling the place and not messing him? I don't know. I don't know. Well, resident expert in head coaching, meddling with offensive coordinator, Joey or Dave, can you guys speak to this? Mm-hmm. Well, there's no nepotism going on. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. true. I was say, it's not family related. related. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It's I, like go away from it. They So what I had heard listening to podcasts, they tried to run the ball the first three quarters and obviously nothing. And then in the fourth quarter, they finally started throwing the ball, spreading the field and looked good. Like, yeah. Why did we go 75% of the game? with trying what didn't work over and over and over. Maybe it'll work next time. I don't know. Nope, didn't work. I've been watching, and you know when we, excuse me, when we look our best, it's the 15 scripted plays to start off. 
then they try to establish the run, doesn't work, and they just try, they're trying to force Norton, who is a good player, but we don't have a line that can create the gaps, that can create enough space for him to do something, you know? And they, like you said, they're getting very stubborn with, we need to establish the run before we can pass. You need to establish a pass before, or you need to establish a pass before you start running, because you need to. They're just they're just going to crowd in because we're all we're doing is shallow crossers. We're doing draws. We're not doing anything where we're going to rush the ball immediately. It, it's an RPO doesn't work if you only hand it off to the running back every time. Mm-hmm. You have to change it up where Beck runs a little bit or where you're passing it, and it's just I don't know, man. It's becoming very very predictable, and we're not going to. When I'm going to, sadly, after even seeing this mess of an offense, we're not going to win many games in the Big 12 because we do still play Baylor and Oklahoma State this weekend. So if we can get something changed over this weekend and get our confidence up, we can probably still win a couple more games. But if we play like we did Saturday and refuse to get out of our own way, we're not going to. No. Um, yeah, just you can't just keep trying the same thing over and just running in to the line and then it's so it's, it was bad. Um, yeah. Spread the field, you know, open yeah. things up. Uh, yeah. I think Rocco Becht is accurate. I think he's a good enough quarterback to win football games. Um, you know, we hear about this offensive line coach, you know, we're going to be violent. Yeah, I haven't seen anything. The only thing, the only violence is my eyes watching this line try and block. Their their pass uh, (laughs) blocking is great. They've only given up one sack all year. So Mm -hmm. play to your strength here. How I got a question. I got two actually. Mm -hmm. Um, How old's Matt Campbell? Uh, I think he's 38. Okay, so he's relatively our age. Like, why did he did he not play NCAA football? Don't you know when you can't move the ball in NCAA, you ask Corso? Does he not have an ask Corso button? Like, what he should do next? <laughs> Matt Campbell is 43. It's, it's even, I mean, even more. So, um, and the second one, uh, I know you guys probably are going to get there, but how'd you, was your defense pretty good? Because that Curtis Rourke is a hell of a quarterback. He just doesn't have a lot of weapons. Yeah. Um, that you guys held him to 135 yards. So they we gave him a very short field on an interception. So that was the one lone touchdown. But otherwise, they they are. I always am shocked at how well the three three five stops the run as well. And once there's no running, and you can kind of, you know what it is. You have eight guys in position for for blocking the uh, or I'm sorry, defending the pass. They they look they look at phenomenal, and it's just. I know it sounds familiar, guys, but this elite defense is being wasted on a putrid offense. It, it's just, mm. you know, the, the thing, and we've say it, we I think we said it last week when we played Iowa, you know where Iowa won last year was having an elite defense that scored points but also had special teams that were consistent. And that's where we're losing these games is our special teams are much better in, you know, kickoff, punt returns, punting. We got the best punter in the nation. Sorry, Joey. He, he's he's up there. But, you know, we have these solid special teams, except for the kicker. He He's made kicks of 42, I think 48, and 56. Everything below that he's missed. He is it, – it's – I don't – I've never seen a school that can have such consistent problems in the kicking game. And right now, 
well, you know, three points was a big issue. That wins this game. We had two missed field goals. That wins this game. We had one. We had another field. One missed. What's that? One missed field goal. Oh, in this game. Oh, I think the, we, the we other were, one was good, and they called it. Oh, no good. Did you see that? Yeah. Insane. How do the refs get that wrong? Because the goal post goes to infinity, and you have to lean towards it missing. And that TV I will angle get... looked like it was pretty freaking good. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say I saw that TV angle. It looked like a solid two feet good. Like it wasn't <laughs> I even close it. to being outside of the goalpost. Yeah, man. I I guess if it was me, if I was kicking, I would have just kicked it in the middle of the goalpost. But crazy concept. No, I don't know, man. It, it's just it was just one of these where I'm what I. It was such a kick to the shorts. You're watching this game. It's like, all right, we're going to get three. Because we had zero at that point. We're going to get three. We have a solid defense with like four minutes left. And we miss it. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? You know, I just. We're, 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 we're there. We What I have to remember, and we, me and Trent talk about this. Between the gambling and between the, uh, between the sickness on on Saturday, we're down seven starters from what we thought in spring ball, we got to be patient. And I, and I honestly, the the only other thing I got to know is, um, or I got to do is stay off of Twitter because people are so fucking stupid on there. I saw so many people. We need to fire Matt Campbell. Now, no offense. Who the fuck do you think you are? Iowa state fans yeah. thinking you're going to do better than Campbell who, who, right oh, now. We getting Dion. Ooh. <laughs> Tom Tom, <laughs> is that the school he's going to oh, leave no. Colorado for mid-season? Trent, will you Iowa then State? wear sunglasses? Oh yeah, like I said, if he was Iowa State's coach, I would eat that shit up. But I can't yeah. stand it because he's not Iowa State's coach. So they, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's easy to shit on him. You know, because because guess what? When when Matt Campbell's the talk of town, we were oh, looking yes. what we were saying Fiesta Bowl and shit. You know, right? And everyone's like, okay, wait till you come back to Earth. And look where we are now. And it's fine. See the, we, the, we've had our success. See how know? straight the bill is here. The more Iowa State wins, the more curved it gets like like Matt Campbell's hat. <laughs> and we're not winning. So <laughs> I like that. Matthew's calling the pizza man. Is that Mangino? Is that what you're I don't know who the pizza man is. I don't either. Let, let, let's know what you mean, man. I, I'm I'm not sure, but Papa yeah, Jones? I don't know. it's yeah oh god get him away from any program he's already gotten his name taken off of one stadium right. yeah mangino he you know it's uh, i don't know if matthew's new mangino used to wear some 5xl uh polos on our sideline a few years ago with paul rhodes and that offense might have been worse than this one and he's oh supposed to be like god. the that... offensive genius you know remember that that was remember the 09 Orange Bowl with Kansas. Let's not do that. It was it was just terrible. You want to see another bubble? I don't ever want to see another bubble screen in my life, Trent. After the Paul Rhodes era, I was at the game in Manhattan. Where uh, what did he tweet? The the fat lady is sung or something like that because he was fired the game before, and then Iowa State blew like a twenty point lead in the last three minutes. I was there yeah. in Manhattan, oh. Kansas. Just terrible. Oh. 
but Terrible. I don't know. The, the, did you guys also, did you see the video of that fan, uh, fan chirping uh, Paul Rhodes? Yes. Matt Campbell. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Chirping Matt Campbell, not Paul Rhodes. Yeah. That, no, that, that, that um, dude's an Iowa fan in an Iowa State jersey. No try, chance. Try to convince me otherwise. <laughs> Call call me conspiracy theorist. That that's not an Iowa State fan. I don't think I, it I, is I, because you could tell that that guy was saying that, and Matt Campbell turned around, and that guy looked like he was going to turn and run until the players held him up, and then the big shitting grin on his face when he looked at the camera. That yeah. dude was not an Iowa State fan. I probably wasn't an Iowa fan, but he was not an Iowa State fan. Yeah, I I don't. Yeah, I mean that, that was just. The, the smirk at the end, that, that's where I was like watching this. And I was like, how does anyone watch a grown-ass man have to uh, cower behind his his buddy? I'm talking about the pipsqueak. Mm-hmm. How he has to wait behind, wait for a man that's about 20, 25 feet away. Then like a coward yell at his back something and then have a smirk because he knows there's no consequences. It's just trolling in real life is all he's doing. Yeah, right. You know? I, I just you we all know that guy. He's the guy. He's the he's the little twerp in your gang that starts fights at the bar and then expects their oh, there's Mangino and then expects <laughs> his buddies to to fight for him. You know, I I don't know. I just thought that was pretty <laughs> pathetic, and I just couldn't believe that. Uh, I, I don't know. I just couldn't believe how much national attention that brought out because it was just everyone's going should have left when he had the chance. Should have left when he had the chance, and it just. The snare I want to bring up to you guys is imagine you just had the worst day of work in your life and you're walking out of work and you just want to go home. You just want to get the fuck out of here. And someone's standing by your car going, you're going to get fired. You suck. You're going to get fired. And everyone's shocked that he reacted like a human. I don't don't know. I would rather him have acted like a human there and been, what the fuck did you just say? Than stoic like he was all game and and just just walk to the locker room and ignore it. I, I just... I don't know. Hopefully he got a little bit of fire underneath him, but that, that just kind of fucking pissed me off. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's pissed too, you know? Mm-hmm. Don real quick. Any unders that we like for the week? Uh, bet Iowa state unders all year, Iowa, I guess you got, you're going to have to know the line and who they're playing, but I don't know if you bet our two teams, usually the under is, is pretty, uh, pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. That I, I think that's enough bitching on this game. I'm I'm looking forward to this upcoming game, and we'll talk to it. Pass to the past. Let's just bury this one, man. Dig a big old grave. Dig a big old grave. Yeah, let's let's play this here real quick. Yeah, I mean, look at that. That if you can see that shit eating grin and go, no, that's definitely an Iowa State fan. With the brand new hat and uh, Mardi Gras beads and a jersey from five years ago. I think I might have that jersey, actually. Where the hell is this taken? Like, Were they playing at a high school field? Well, it was at Ohio Stadium. <laughs> I know. Or oh, whatever the hell it's called. That was the joke. Remember, yeah, remember, we're at a Mac school here. So, yeah, it's not like you have the Jack Trice and there's actual security and stuff. Yeah, you're just walking to the locker room next to the fans that are also walking to their cars. I thought it was just another deep fake like we've been getting all fucking week with Dabo and uh, yeah. Brian Ferentz. <laughs> that shit got me hard. I I mean, not real hard. You know, it did not get me <laughs> erect. 
It fooled me. <laughs> God, it looked like the our Brian, offense was a Brian, Brian Ferentz Ferentz offense one, today. The Brian Ferentz one actually had me fooled. I was like, dude, that's got to be him. The oh, one where he's, the fake thing when he was like, y'all can get out your little step ladders and crawl out of my Just ass. Just kidding. It was, actually, it was actually me that was the fan. <laughs> I have that exact same jersey. Yep. That. Fucking... <laughs> Yeah. But no, those deep fakes are getting too good. Man, um, it's scary it's like for an election year coming up. That's real scary. <laughs> Joey, we're talking about college football. That's the most important thing in the world ever. You know, I, I agree. No way... I agree. <laughs> there, there, there's no way anyone would ever use this for political gain. You know, fake news. They only do it for memes. Fake news. Fake. Uh, I, I did get a kick out of the no one tells the Fiesta Bowl champ what the hell he's going to do in the kind of that, 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 that might have been worth it just to get that that sentence out there. But. Who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, who the fuck is this guy? He said something. It was like, I think it's like tra a Trailer Park Boys reference. It's like, I'll send you back to like Sunnyville or something. Yep, <laughs> Sunnyville Trailer Park. Hell yes. Yeah. Well, shit. Well, let's let's talk about something positive here, boys. Does Iowa have an offense? Question mark. Get him, Dave. Um, I really liked seeing it, uh, but with Lachey out and all that, it went from being awesome to like, well, this kind of sucks. But maybe it's the how they actually were actually going, like moving the mm -hmm. ball. Maybe even without. Lachey, they can still do that. Maybe without the two running backs, maybe they still can do that. Maybe there's a lot of maybes up in the air. Like maybe Brian Ferentz wants to stay there, but I don't know. It was nice to see for a game, though. Like I watched pretty much all of it on uh, YouTube Live. I finally got that, so I can kind of keep up with the real world of sports. Uh, Hell yeah. I noticed one thing, though, was. One thing I noticed is that after listening to the game, you got to listen to uh, Dolph and Polak. Uh, Polak the of the Iowa them. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> the one thing I noticed is that they their defense is still really good, but we said that like in mm -hmm. week one, they don't really have a lineman on the defensive line that has stood out yet, which is kind of right. a, a little scary. I agree. Yeah, it I, for me it was definitely a tale of two games. Um, the first half, I I was by myself on the couch just watching it, chilling, and I was so pissed off. Like it, we our defense was giving up long play after long play. Our offense still wasn't clicking. And I mean, at the end of the day, McNamara still only had 103 yards passing, but we did have a hell of a run game. So I'm still waiting for McNamara to get on. Um, get in sync with everybody now that Lachey's out he doesn't have a safety valve anymore um eric all did actually lead everyone with 34 receiving yards off of one catch so we'll see what happens moving forward um i'm with dave there's a lot of maybes up in the air i i was texting bryant about this earlier this week i think that we play penn state really close in the first half we always play penn state really good anyway um but i think with the lack of depth that we have along that defensive line um, and we don't have any uh, like Cooper DeGene's awesome. And we got a bunch of other secondary people that are usually pretty good. They looked um, abnormally bad against Western Michigan in the first half for some reason. But I, yeah. I think if we 
if we play a perfect game, I think we can beat Penn State, but it's it, – I don't know. With the lack of depth that we have, and especially with all the injuries, I just don't see us pulling this one out. But that doesn't mean that the season's over. I mean, we're 3-0. and We're scoring points again, um, and we'll see what happens, man. You're, you've scored double the points that you scored last year at this point. Right. So, I uh, – I, I agree, Dave. You, you talk about the defensive linemen, and usually what I notice from Iowa, it's always like, it seems like every year is here is your stud. That this is going to be mm-hmm. uh, who was it, Riley Moss last year, mm-hmm. and then Cooper comes up. Hey, we're you know here's going to be our stud here, and then there, there's always a star that comes up like Lucas Van Ness. I know he wasn't a starter, but he was a solid enough contributor. Where he got drafted, mm-hmm. you, you know, or, or Jack Campbell. I'm sorry, that that was the uh, linebacker I was thinking of. But it always seems like hey, here's like this year, here's Deshaun Cooper. He's going to be back, mm-hmm. or he's going to be back. He's going to be our star that we come around. And there hasn't been that guy that that's kind of. There hasn't been the shadow. Him. They yeah. always have like a yeah, stud, de- really stud defensive player, and then there's always a shadow that is able to follow and do the same thing. And this year, yep. you don't have right. that. Yep, I do think that our linebacker core overall and our secondary overall is probably better than we've had in the years past. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I think Nick Jackson is finally coming around. Um, I really like Kyler Fisher on the outside too. And obviously our secondary is normally good, but yeah, I, I think that our defensive line is definitely worse than it normally is. Like you're talking about, we, but we don't have other than, uh, Cooper, we don't really have that stud at every level that we normally do. Mm-hmm. And you're still, and, and we, we've talked about before and it's, I know it kind of sounds like shit talking, but it's like, this isn't a good Iowa defense that you typically have. This right. is if you're if you're going to compare it to the last four years of Iowa defenses, this is below average. You know, definitely. So I I, I mean it. They're they're still good. I think they're still what like twentieth in the country right now. Yep, something like that. And it, it's it that's going to be that bit of the sacrifice where you've been focusing on offense, where you know it's you've closed the gap a little bit, but versus and especially this upcoming match that you have versus Penn State. You're gonna to have to be perfect on the defensive side because who are the who are the starters that are that are got injured in the West Western Michigan game? Uh, Luke Lachey, the tight end, and yep. the uh, running back. God damn it! Why is that not in my brain? Isn't there isn't there two running backs? It was the starter and like a they're not by committee, uh, but it was like the second third string guy yep. too, right? Yep. Give me a second. It's just not there. No problem. But you know. That that's where hopefully this defense has had enough time where they're you know, you know I know they got a lot of fresh faces in there as well mm-hmm. I hope this is the week where they can kind of explode and and Caleb hold Johnson Penn State to the yes Caleb Johnson and Kamari Moulton so I don't know man I I'm worried for this weekend but I don't know man you guys have been covering your spreads you've hit a couple overs now this year uh, they're they're looking to. They're, they're looking all right. Penn State will be the first real test. It, also, did you know you – well, you guys know. I just read it today when I was putting in the schedule at the bottom. Iowa only has four road games this year. Total? What? Total. No. Really? Yeah. At Penn State, and you can see the bottom. Michigan State home, Purdue home. At Wisconsin, Minnesota home, Northwestern home, Rutgers home, Illinois home. At Nebraska. Like four home games in a row in the middle of the conference season. Oh, that's dope. I did yeah. not know that. That's that's awesome. 
Well, next I, weekend I, I'll be I, I, going to a game live too, so that'll be great to see it in person. Which game are you going to? I'm going to the, the Iowa, State. Iowa Michigan State. Yep. Hell yeah, man! That should be a, that should be a dub for you. I, I mean, especially with where Michigan State is right now, coachless and. I'm excited because it's a night game, so I don't have to wake up at 6 a.m. to get down to Iowa City. So <laughs> you can start tailgating six hours early at noon. <laughs> yeah, and be sober to come home. <laughs> Hell oh yeah, man. Yeah, and it's against Michigan State, which we should beat. So that's even better for you. Yes, mm-hmm. sir. Oh yeah. I even got a brand new sweatshirt in case it's cold, which it could be. So I got right. a brand new Hawkeye sweatshirt. So. Look at you. Well, let's just, I, I know I have it in the wrong order. Let's just jump into Iowa Penn State since we're in it. Iowa is a 15 point underdog at Penn State this weekend. Over unders went down from like 43 down to 40. Mm-hmm. Um, 6 30 prime time on CBS, boys. Are you yeah. excited? Very. Have, have, you, uh, have you been watching any of the CBS uh, broadcast yet? It, does it still feel weird hearing that music and it's Big Ten football? Mm-hmm. Very much, very much. I'm very used strange. to that CBS, SEC network stuff coming on like Thanksgiving weekend. I'm like, oh yes, cool. CBS, SEC, Bama, Georgia, let's play this. No, Rutgers, Maryland. Right. <laughs> Thinking you're gonna be watching some NFL like players next year, you know, day early and or a year early in college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're watching. Mar- Does Maryland still have a? Tulia. Tulia. Yep. Okay. Um, and then Rutgers is still Rutgers. They they looked all I well, the game I watched where they looked all right was versus um Northwestern. So mm-hmm. that wasn't much of a gauge, but um Rutgers has been looking all right this year. I don't I don't know if they're receiving any votes or anything, but for maybe the first time in my lifetime, Rutgers has a better record than Alabama at one point in the season. That's crazy. Yeah. They, they, they almost had a better record. Weird. I would say they, they almost had like a two-game lead on them with, with Alabama struggling versus South Florida. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I know we're talking Iowa. But have you, did you guys hear that controversy where like they're thinking the players basically not gave up, but they just coasted that game because they're pissed off about uh, that uh, Buckner starting instead of Milrow? Or, God, I'm getting the names mixed up. No, you're you're right. But no, I, I, I haven't heard that. So – it sounds like, you know, and it's one of these, you know, Milrow had been starting all throughout camp. He was their starter for the first couple of games. And, you know, Tommy Reese did bring in this quarterback. So I'm sure that some of that came along with, you know, Saban giving the guy a chance because mm-hmm. it's South Florida. This is the game you can afford. And there's some rumors that a bunch of them were just like, you know what, fuck this. We like Milrow, man. I, why the hell would we – we're not here for Buckner, the third string guy that you just want to give a chance. So they kind of phoned it in until the second half and – they're all five stars versus two stars, so they can do just enough to, to get by and get a 14-point win. But um, that's where it's all of a sudden the, – the rumor is that's why all of a sudden after this matchup, that's why Milrose was named starter almost immediately. Man, that's one thing I can tell you from being a lifelong Iowa fan and having Kirk sit on a quarterback even if he's just fucking terrible. That's the worst thing in the world. When a guy's bad and he needs to be you know taken out, change things up, it's better to do it, try it, and then say, hey, we tried it and it doesn't work and move on, put the guy back in yep. type of thing. So that's my take. I agree. That, I would agree. 
100% with Joey. Yeah, I mean, look at Peaches I, last year. Like he, I, At the end of the day, I felt bad for him because they just kept trotting him out there and not trying anything. You, mm-hmm. And you're not exhausting all your options. So, yeah. So, I don't know, man. But um, are you guys, are you thinking, Dave? I mean, honestly, I, I know Don's in the chat and he's talking about gambling. Do you think Iowa covers it all? Boy, that's, I think so. Yeah. I had to mull it over my head there for a second. I believe they could cover. Um, if they play good, if everything if everything gets in motion, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's a lot of screw-ups, no. So, but I'm going to go with yes, they do cover. Over under 40. I'm taking a bold take on it. Over under 40, 15 points. What would that be to get just to the over? 20, 27, 17, no. 20, 20, 27, 13 would be right at yeah. the line. Yeah. So you, you're thinking 28, 13 would be the spread in the over. Yeah. But So 27, 14. Mm-hmm. Cover the spread. Get mm-hmm. the over. With You have Iowa covering the spread in the game. Yeah. It, Joey? Oh, sorry. No. If that happens. That's what I'm saying. I got you. No, I like I said earlier. I think they keep it close in the first half, but I just I, I think mm-hmm. Penn State ends up running away with it. I honestly, I at the beginning of the year, I was a little uh, hesitant on putting them at the same level as Ohio State, Michigan. Um, they've they've played way better than both those teams so far. I, I think Penn State's on a roll. I think it may be their year. We'll see. But yeah, I uh, I, I don't like I don't like either of those. Uh, but I would I would take the under first half and Iowa cover in the first half, and then getting blown out in the second half. I think you're right with that. I, I feel Penn State is – I well, I, I have them in my playoff. I think they're the real deal, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just – I got – go ahead. <clears throat> sorry. I, no, sorry. I was going to say something, but – No, you uh, go ahead. Jump on in. So I'm, I'm I got the first half spread anyways. So, I think I'm changing up how – I've been 0 for, 0 for, for all my guesses on the overs and the spreads <laughs> or whatever. So I'm just going to change it up and go super bold that they can cover. <clears throat> and but that's if everything gets going, which you know, it can ha- it can happen. Like mm-hmm. uh I'm an Angels fan, so and Hawks have wings, so you know. <laughs> Angels in the outfield, baby. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the uh, the Iowa spread in the first half is plus seven and a half. I mean, I think you can keep it within a touchdown of the first half. Okay. It's it's just going to be is is the loss of your tight end and two of your top three running backs going to be a big enough issue? I think in the second half, I think that's going to that's where it's going to start coming up. And I just think we've already talked about the Iowa defense being being good, but it's not the great Iowa defense we're used to. I think Penn State's going to be able to expose that man because no offense, I mean you're, you're you're one big power five team that you've played scored 13 points that could only score seven versus Ohio. So, I mean, that, that has got to be a concern. Now I've watched your line. They're able to get off their blocks quick. I'm just, I I don't know, man. It Penn State is a completely different beast. I I would be, I'd be surprised if the Iowa defense doesn't play way more aggressive than they have the rest of the year. Um, They seem to do that for most of our big games. Remember when they, 
laid the wood on Ohio State, Penn State 08. I mean, the defense is way more aggressive in those big games. They get beat more. Um, uh, they get beat deep more. But I, I do think I would not be surprised if you have maybe three Iowa turnovers in this game. There are three Penn State turnovers that Iowa gets. That's what I mean. Well, and oh, yeah, I'm sorry. You're saying the opposite. I, I was going to say no offense, but the, it's all going to kind of come down to you brought in McNamara. You need to be the stud that you, you know, that we expect you to be to give us somewhat of a chance. You, you know, we're bringing it. You were the, would you say he, he was the top transfer other than Shador Sanders, who he was going with dad. But would you say he was the top quarterback uh, transfer outside outside of that? Mm-hmm. Uh, DJ Ungulele. Uh, Sam he Hartman. was up there, I guess. Yeah, sorry. Never mind. He's <laughs> no. dog shit compared to all these. No. I, 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 I honestly don't even know if he'd be in, like, top five or ten. But, uh, yeah, I, I I, said it at the beginning of the fucking year. Uh, I know I wasn't on your guys' first podcast, but until Brian's not in there, I don't know what's going to change. You could bring in Peyton Manning. Yeah, the way he was in college, and just be lights fucking out. Bryce or uh, Vince Young could be in there. Vince Young, Vince Young would probably get benched because he's a running quarterback. You can't have that. Don't you dare run the ball. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. The same thing. Like you could probably right now bring in whoever you want, and it's gonna say they're gonna say you're gonna throw five yards. You cannot throw past seven. You mm. stay in the pocket. Yep. The only time you can throw past seven is if we call a play that goes past the ten, yep. goes past ten yards. Like there is no like letting after seeing last year and not letting. Uh, I can't remember his name now. Last year, the guy that transferred out because he didn't get to play, which I don't blame him. But yeah. and then you bring in uh, McNamara, and you still haven't allowed him to. You still have not allowed us to or him to like really throw the ball like there's been only like four or five passes this whole season that have went over like 25 yards everything else is still the quick short routes run across the flat you know it's until something changes you're not going to get what you want out of the quarterback i'll put it this way mcnamara had 19 total attempts in the western michigan game 19 attempts that's just normal that's normal iowa football it just doesn't happen. And until that scheme changes, it's going to be the same thing. That was the game you needed to do some four-minute offenses, some two-minute offenses. And so what if you three and out it? You need to be able to – no offense. Can we do a little no huddle? Like if we absolutely have to, no timeouts. Right. The, the the Colorado situation, we have 50 seconds to get as much or as close as we can to a field goal. Can we do it without – you know, I, I don't know. The, the, that's the type of game where you play your – you know, six-year seniors or these guys that you want to get some time. That's also when you need to be experimenting. You're, Christ, you were you're with your your backup offense this last week. You're you tried to score a touchdown to get the points up. That's when you need to, you know, at least they're trying some. But like, man, you needed to, like you said, 19 attempts, dude. That's the day. Why don't you air it out, man? It's McNamara. Right. We, we need to get some reps, and I know he's still rehabbing as well, I believe. But like, I don't know. It worries me coming into a game like this because they're going to be legit. You know, I know Penn State's probably, I mean, well, easily the toughest game on your schedule left. But now maybe we're all just idiots and Brian Ferentz is actually deep faking us and he has a whole playbook that we don't even know about. And they just go shotgun for the entire game and we're throwing it down to 
uh, vines and we're just scoring touchdowns like crazy. But he he watched the old Dominion tape and he he got excited. <laughs> yeah. he, he he got inspired. Man, I think it says Rocky Mountain Air out here in Utah. I think I just got a little optimistic that Iowa would be a passenger. <laughs> yeah, who are you? <laughs> no, what the hell happened? Yeah, you 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 have are you okay? Mm-hmm. I'm saying you have a you have a chat with four people in it that two of them are cycling fans and two of them love shitting on Iowa, and Joey's the one that says the worst shit about the team. <laughs> yeah. This is the guy that's getting optimistic. Yeah. So I don't know. I sadly sorry, man. I think Penn State covers that is just you're missing too much offensive power right now. It's gonna be tough. Right. I agree. So well, let's. I think the defense. Let's uh, talk about the toilet bowl uh, to start to start the. Uh, but right before the Iowa game, Oklahoma State, who just lost thirty-three to seven at home versus South Alabama. Uh, by the way, the touchdown was scored in garbage time as well. They were up thirty-three to zero at one point. Um, they're coming into Ames as three and a half point underdogs, over under at thirty-six uh, at three o'clock on FS1. I'm going to start with this by saying I've already bet the under. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, honestly, this game might look ten, make 10-7 from last week look like air raid. Might look like Mike Leach is out there calling plays. Yeah, where does thirty six come from here? I don't see it. I I don't. I mean, Oklahoma State and they haven't committed to one. They're still running three quarterbacks. <laughs> if you have two, you have zero. What do you got if you yeah, got three? So- if you have three, you have negative one, yeah. I think, is how is that, that transitive power okay. works. So they're basically saying it's 20 to 16 Iowa State. And that seems like a lot of points, to be honest. Mm-hmm. No offense. I think that's a lot of points considering how good our defense is. Now, mm-hmm. you saw in the Iowa game, we can give up – sorry, not fluke. They, they can give up the big plays. Yep. But um, I don't see that happening. I mean, if you can't get a quarterback say yes to one and just get a rhythm in there – I don't know how that offense is even supposed to work. Mm-hmm. Like, there's legitimately people wondering: Is Mike Gundy trying to do as bad of a job so that he can get fired and, and get out of Oklahoma State? And I, honestly, maybe even out of coaching, because it's like, how could you be this deep into the season and not have a start, not set a starter, and just be done with it? You know, yep. he should have done what Dion did and just name his kid starter. Say he's he brought in his. Uh, well, he wouldn't be Louis Vuitton. He brought in his LL Bean luggage, and uh, and we're we're good to go. If you want to know which LL Bean bag it is, it's the one that has the AON uh, sticker locked on it. So I don't know, man. This is going to be a brutal watch. Yeah, I don't see where the thirty six points is coming from, and you know, even how bad Oklahoma State was last week against uh, South Alabama. I'm not comfortable with Iowa State covering three and a half. I am not. This will probably be a yeah field goal game. The I don't know. I I'm I'm thinking we're still gonna pull this one out. I think we, you know, let's. I'm gonna be the eternal optimist like Joey. I think Iowa State wins by at least a touchdown. I mean, look at it this way: we have one solid quarterback that we have been hyping up with his accuracy. Hasn't been throwing deep balls, but you know what his three deep balls did on Saturday? They were all complete, and they put us in better position. So maybe we're going to use this week where we're playing a putrid team. And first off, not make them look like the greatest show on turf. You know, maybe we'll actually compete and defeat a team like we're supposed to, like back at the UNI game. Mm-hmm. 
But, you know, if Noel's going to be back, if we have our line with another game under its notch, maybe, you know, maybe they're switching it up. And hopefully they switch up the offense. I, I know we're still trying to establish the run, but I want to see if in the first quarter, quarter and a half, we're not doing anything with the run. We need to start just passing, man. The, the clock is already running anyways, and you have a very limited amount of possessions. Um, I, I mean, does anyone know if there's even like a, a, a rough number on the number of possessions you're going to get in a game at this point? I don't. I mean, it's from – I, I think it was Kirby uh, Smart that I was talking to. It was the Georgia halftime, and he's talking about – you're going to get six possessions. We need to score on four of them to come back. Mm-hmm. You know, and it ended up being they had seven possessions and they scored on three and they missed a field goal or something. But I mean, our offense isn't as good as that. So I mean, I got I'm counting on we get five, maybe six possessions each half. I mean, we got to do something in the 10 to 12 possessions we're going to have in this game because if we keep establishing run and burning our clock, all it's going to do is burn future possessions that we're going to have. And we, we need to do something, man. I, I think we can get it done, but I, I our pass blocking is much better than our run blocking. We're still missing our best blocking tight end in Steve O'Klotz. It's, I don't know. I, I just hope we can establish the pass, open up that run, because Cardavius Norton, uh, Abu Sama, they're both good running backs, but if they're just going to stuff the line because they know we're going to rush for a one yard and and, and – kill momentum i don't know i don't know where i'm going with it we just need to change something up here yeah like you said if it's not there in the first quarter to quarter and a half even if you let it go for a quarter and a half and nothing's happening and you keep trying it like i said don't be stubborn for three quarters try something Mm. different right let let rocco throw the ball let Rock, I mean, let Rocco cook, man. Let Rocco I mean, cook. He, he he has proven that he can when, when you give him the offense and and we have to score like the Iowa drive, and you and you can be methodical with it too, but you cannot keep going back to the run if it's not there. I, I don't care how much you want to establish it, just pass the fucking ball until you finally let the defense has let up enough where they have to start defending it. Then get Norton in there. Get, get the three to five yard rush that you want. But when they keep just cramming everyone in and, and stopping the run, it, it, it is just, it, it's just like you, they just keep hitting their head against the wall and they're wondering, why is my head hurt? Why is my head hurt? Wham, why is my head hurt? Just do something, man. Yeah. And you mentioned the Iowa touchdown when they opened it up. That's what happened against Ohio last week when they had to score. They opened mm-hmm. it up. Well, if you have to score, go do do that all the time. You know, like open it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you're so, making the def- I, defense I defend this much of the field instead of all of the field, it gets a little easier for the defense. Just. I, I mean, it seems like Shieldhouse is a young guy, and I and we all know that the head coach is going to be involved on both sides of things as is. But I always, I, it just feels like you know, Heacock. He's been a head coach elsewhere. He was the head coach at Youngstown when they were successful back in the day. You, you know, he knows how to command that offense. I wish they would just let Shieldhouse run this offense because it's the same thing we were doing last year, man. It just it, it all comes back to this run. Just I, I can't remember what podcast I was listening to, but you know when you can establish a run is when you have NFL caliber running backs and when you have the these top tier 
talent. You know, Iowa back in the day when they had three offensive linemen that went to the NFL and they had solid running backs. Yeah, you can establish the run because you're going to get three to five minimum every time because you have all that talent. We were able to do that with Brees. And then guess what? When you don't have that talent up front and you don't have the, the, the NFL running back and NFL quarterback there to kind of get some pressure off both sides, it's not the offense isn't going to run the same mm-hmm. for sure. So I don't know, man. It, it seems it just seems like we're venting about it at this point. But I just I am just dying for a change that we know we know we've seen it, it like glimpses of it, and they're just not willing to do it for some reason. Yep. And th- and this is the game that we need to do it. We can't. Hey, let's break it out versus Texas. Let's break it out versus an Oklahoma that Matthews is standing his khakis over that's scoring sixty points a game. You you know. When we play them, we'll probably hold them to about half of that at least. But if we can only score three points, it doesn't matter if we held them to a sixth of it. You know, mm-hmm. they, we just got to do something here, man. So I, I got a question. Have our teams always been the Spider-Man meme where we're just the same and don't realize it? But it's we're just all in the extremes now, and that's how we're realizing it because they're both offensively inept for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's it, it's astounding, you know. It, but the big thing is like we also, you know, in the big tw- in Iowa State in the Big Twelve was everything. We were so extreme of like air. We we were all air raid because we we're trying to catch up with Mike mm-hmm. Leach, and we had and Baylor and TCU in the beginning of the playoffs. Where it's like, well, if you don't score at least fifty two points a game, you're gonna lose, right. you, you know. So we we've kind of that, and that's where it kind of all started, and where everyone's kind of being optimistic was way back in the day when we lost to um. Oh shit! What was the Mac school? Doesn't matter. Toledo. But we had a shitty. It was Toledo, but we had this shitty Toledo loss. Or it was Akron. And that's when we developed this. Or it was Akron. It was Akron. Gotcha. LeBron James. But we had this shitty loss, and then we developed the three-three-five. It you know so we had the this very terrible Mac loss. Innovated a defense that everyone is really trying to copy right now. I'm hoping we do something like that with the defense because mm-hmm. we have this huge miracle outbreak this game. Get some people out of the gutter. Realize that we're doing a okay. We're you know we might not go bowling, but if we can get out of that rut, we're gonna be just fine for the rest of the year. Yep, right. So, and yeah, Matthew's bragging about two teams in the top twenty-five. It's Texas and Oklahoma. In case you're you you know got your head in the sand, but I don't know. Oklahoma backed out of their only big matchup versus Georgia in the offseason. Didn't want to. Playing a little scared, so I'm, I'm glad Venables is getting his easy wins versus who who'd you, your little iron skillet versus uh, Tulsa and, and SMU, who's willing to play for free for the ACC. I mean, tough matchups there, Boomer. Have fun winning now. No, they're, I would say that, that Gabriel is looking fucking great yeah. right now. So I don't know. They're, they they finally that, – that was their whole thing last year. They just fucking didn't have an offense or defense. Now their offense is astounding. Defense is doing what they need to versus those shitty teams. So, so can can we comment on Oklahoma for just a second? Uh, Gabriel, is he going to play himself out of a job? The, he keeps running up the score, and then they put the mm-hmm. second string guy in, and he looks fucking fantastic. At some point, they're going to throw him in and be like, well, yeah, Gabriel. It's going to be the same thing as uh, Caleb Williams coming in for uh, was it Jalen Hurts? Oh, oh. Yeah, hold mm-hmm. on, hold on. So, e- easy, Joey. Do not bring up Caleb Williams or Lincoln Riley, like an <laughs> Oklahoma fan in here. They do not like that. But I mean, it, as an yeah. Iowa fan, it must 
I am so fucking jealous that you have two quarterbacks that can light it up and one that's playing yep. so well in the first half that they have to bring the second string in yeah. because they're up so big. Gabriel hey, should Joe. just like hold it to 35 points a game right. so they're not right. pulling him. If I'd be him, I'd be throwing that uh, second half of the second quarter so I can play in the second half. And just think, Joey, this is two years after they had both Caleb Williams and Spencer Rattler on the same team. That's what it was, Spencer Rattler. Rattler. Yeah. Yeah. So, I I don't know. The, them, Texas is looking legit. The, Texas, Wyoming is going to be scrappy this year, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wouldn't shock me if later in the year, the way they've played Texas and Texas Tech, uh, I would say, I, I don't know, Texas. This is the one year, honestly, with as much hype that we've, speaking of Texas, that we've heard about Texas year in and year out. This is the finally year where they can talk shit, but they, they, they've been talking shit the nope. whole time. They're like, see, we finally told you. It's like, well, yeah, but if you, you know, what's it? The uh, dead clock is right twice a day. Yep, exactly. Yeah, Damn, I was just going to say that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Nope. I have official word from a huge Texas fan. He is a loyal listener. He has told mm-hmm. me. Texas is not back. He will let me know when they're back so we can announce it to the world. Not, we'll not yet. Back if they, not yet. So we'll believe they back if they spank uh, Oklahoma's ass 49 0 again. We'll see. I don't know. He, he said he'll let me know. That way okay. we can announce it on Amateur Hour, Pulse of the Heartland. Oh, yeah. we'll, we'll we will the let news the open. news, the world know the news when Texas is officially back from a Can Texas you also? Also get information from him on where Arch Manning's going to go because if Quinn Ewers going to be there again next year, <laughs> Arch Manning isn't going to be. Once he transfers. I don't know. I think I think Arch Manning stays from everything I've seen and uh, seen and heard from like spring ball and everything. Sounds like he wasn't even – like if, if they needed him to play right now, I'm pretty sure he's third string, isn't he? Something like that. Yeah, so I mean it, – it, if it's him, I, I don't know why you don't just stay, man. You're about to go SEC. You're probably getting paid millions just to be third string on the bench. Yeah. I mean, where do you think he ranks nationally right now in NIL money? I think he's like third, isn't he? Third in the country and third on the depth chart. What yeah. an amazing – he's probably making more than, than the uh, quarterbacks in the league they're holding clipboards, man. Probably. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure it's uh, Caleb Williams – I want to say Travis from uh, uh, Jordan Travis from Florida State, and then oh, Arch yeah. Manning. I'm pretty sure I could be could be wrong on the second one, but I'm pretty sure he's third. Is Travis Hunter up there still, mm, or at I, all? I don't think so. I don't think any of the Colorado guys have huge payouts yet because yet. Colorado's mm-hmm. still trying to uh, get money to pay Dion at this point. Yeah. I'm I'm sure they'll I'm sure they'll have a deficit this year, man. I know, like for Iowa State, the We Will Collective, it's like, hey, if you want to donate twenty five dollars a month or whatever, and up to the, you know, we're building that collective just to kind of like like both our schools. Let's just keep if we can secure any talent, let's try and keep it here. Right. You, you know, we're not going to be out spending. I bet you Colorado. Yeah, we're not out there buying. Yeah. Colorado probably can get that now. Yep. Well, I mean, when you have the BET awards at your football game, that's uh. That's when you bring the money in. Which who was the announcer that said that? I don't know. That's I, fucking hilarious. Oh, it was just like, come on, like, yeah. Also, yes, like it was Lil, Lil Wayne. Who who else was out there? Offset, the Rock. The Rock. Okay, they did announce one, and I laughed because I was like, I I'm not the youngest hippest guy, 
but I know at least the majority of, of hip-hop artists. And they're like, and look who's here, Key Glock. And I was like, who? am I supposed to know <laughs> who the fuck that is? Is that like... <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know, man. That I, that I actually went towards a drunkard's bridge. <laughs> Um, I'm not going to disagree with that, Matthews. I would say uh, <laughs> a collective win towards a drunkard's bridge. It helps us get safely back to the lots to drink at halftime. Um, but also remember, we have four beers. We have a fourth one coming out that about a dollar from every six pack is going to go towards the until our NAL and collectives and stuff. So we're about to have a gold bridge here pretty soon. We're just going to spray the thing like the top of uh, the like Capitol building and shit. Going pee on it, or? Oh yeah, we're all gonna we're all gonna wear shades too, yeah, gold yeah. shades. That's right, cardinal gold. So, um, other than that, I would say, uh, have you guys looked at all the other matchups? The how many huge matchups we have this weekend? Yes. I, I mean, I was considering like, oh, I should go to Des Moines or like come up with some plan, dude. I'm gonna par- park my ass fucking in front of the TV all day. Uh, we have. You can legitimately come to Missouri if you want and just sit on my couch all day. That's what I'm going to be doing. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Well, I would say I, I, uh, I, I have some car problems. Otherwise, I would probably take you up on that <laughs> because I just need something where I can uh, sit comfortably and watch these games Hell just yeah. to kind of go through these. We have six ranked matchups. It is the most since September 16th. 2006 when they had seven matchups um really yeah but we have a uh, colorado 19 colorado at 11 oregon 22 at 11 utah 15 Ole miss at 13 alabama which that looks fucking weird alabama not in the single digits right insane uh 14 oregon state at uh 21 washington state uh number six ohio state at nine notre dame 24 iowa uh seven penn state that we've talked about and then the seventh, what should have been ranked matchup for uh, Florida State at unranked Clemson, but they're at 26 right now with the votes. Yeah. So, which uh, I want I want to go around. Which is our favorite matchup for the uh, for the weekend here? Outside of our, I mean, you guys can say your own, but um, I have two. Let's two. hear them. I think Oregon is going to slap Colorado back to reality. Uh, Mm-hmm. I like – I'm tired of seeing all this Boulder coverage and everything like that. I'll admit it's getting old. Mm-hmm. But I do like Dion with his antics. Like, it's fun. Brings a little bit of something different to college football. So hold I think – I do think Oregon's going to go ballistic do, on him. Do you think – do you think Dion is doing some of this? I've, I've had this thought, and I want to make sure I'm not just going crazy. Do you think some of this – is to bring all the attention off of, uh, um, golly, I'm blanking. Uh, Hunter, the the wide receiver cornerback, and Shador and Shiloh. Do you think he's doing these antics to get the attention away from the team and just all eyes on me, while the, and the team doesn't get any of the speculation? Or do you think that's just kind of part of it, and it's it's just prime being prime? I think it's a mixture of both. Like I think it's him being himself, but I think it's also like. I want my players to stay away from a lot of meat, not stay away from the media, but I don't want Mm -hmm. all this attention onto them, but I think it's like a mixture. Uh, Probably more like a 75% all him, 25% to protect the players. But uh, I I really do think Oregon's going to just 
put a hurting on them probably more than likely. Uh, and then my next favorite game is the Florida State Clemson game. And remember that old country singer uh, John Anderson that Seminole win where he sings about. <laughs> yep. Instead of a Seminole wind, it's a Seminole win. It's my favorite country song of all time. Holy cow! That's my number two. Nice. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's a Seminole win and not the wind. So. Seminole win. <laughs> I like it. Joey, how about you? Uh, I'm really interested in the Ohio State-Notre Dame game. I think that's uh, it's the only top 10 matchup. But I also think it, it's a game where both of them can try and go all out because really, even with a loss, it's going to be a good loss, and both can still make the playoff, to be honest with you. so I'm Is it because it's also an early loss and a yeah. good loss? Are yep. we – Talking playoff committee speak here. It's perfect storm, man. It's going to be. A, I think it's going to be a great game. I'm really interested to see if because uh, I'm pretty sure Ohio State finally named a starter um, for the season, um, and I can't wait to see that matchup against Notre Dame's defense. And this will be the first big defensive test for Sam Hartman. Uh, let's see if he's actually legit or if he's just been beating up on cupcakes. So pumped for that game um and if i had to pick a second one obviously iowa penn state so uh but sleeper game that's going to be fucking bananas oregon state washington state i know brian and i both picked oregon state as a dark horse out of the pac-12 those teams i I know i was talking to don about it in the youtube chat those teams have been putting up points there's i i wouldn't be surprised if there's 110 points scored in that game that was my game that was my game to watch i have oregon state by a touchdown on that Oregon State nice. and Washington State. If if DJ can play like he's been playing all year where he's getting four to five touchdowns, I think Washington State is just a step below. They're still solid. You know, uh, the, the Pac-2 is, is strong with the – that's the only technical conference, those two teams that are everyone's ranked, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I, I have Oregon State winning that one. I just got to, you know, stay strong with them. I'm a Beaver believer. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I would say I, I got to say probably the other one, and I have a little vested interest. Me and Joey are in a Heisman group right now, and I have both quarterbacks in that game. So that is going to be the game. To is Florida State for real? You, you know they they beat up on LSU, who is who's looked fine, but like, are they going to take the this next step? Is Florida State going? We are here. We are here for the playoffs. Is that you know are we legit? And honestly, with Clemson the. Kate Klubnik, what? Where was this guy that was covering spreads and doing all this shit last year? Yeah, what the hell happened? Right. I was just gonna say, do you think uh, Clemson, looking back now, is like, oh, I wish we had DJ back? Like, oh yeah, I definitely think DJ would have won them that Duke game, a hundred percent. Oh, they looked awful in that they game. Did. Yep. just terrible. Un- another one that that's gonna be, it's not as interesting just from an outsider's perspective, but. Ole Miss, everyone hypes them up every single year, and they're one of my teams that pisses me off because it's like, look how good they are. It's like, but they lose to Bama. They lose to Georgia. They lose to LSU. They lose to literally the only good teams they play all year. It's like, yeah, but they beat Mississippi State. It's like, well, who gives a shit? They beat, you know, they have eight wins. They're four out-of-conference games that are absolute dog shit playing the Citadel and, you know, Southern Miss, and then they beat up on the four bottom SEC teams. This is the first time where you have a very weak Alabama team compared to what they're mm-hmm. typically, what team that they typically have. Is Lane Kiffin going to take the next step and actually beat Alabama? 
you know, because I'm, I'm getting tired of them piddling around saying Ole Miss is great, Ole Miss is great. You're going to float somewhere between 8 and 20 every year because you play fucking nobody and you don't establish anything. And then when you do lose versus an Alabama, Georgia, you don't drop. It's it's the whole SEC favoritism thing that we discussed year in and year out where they don't drop because it's good losses. And it's going to be the same thing with Ohio State in this Actually, you know, really all these matchups, they're not going to drop because of a good loss. They just need to. Is Ole Miss going to take the next step, or are they just going to keep edging and pretend like they're a very good school when in reality they're fucking not? They're they're just a benefit of an easy schedule with their talent. Right, and so I say, please, Saban is still twenty-eight and two. He's undefeated against uh, all other former assistants besides Kirby Smart. So that's something to consider too. Can Lane break that curse? And uh, you know. Sark, twenty-eight and three, then. Sark used to be an assistant with them. Yeah, that's right. So this this stat's old. That's correct. Yeah. So I mean, but but so that th- there it is. There's a chink in the armor right there. Can mm-hmm. Lane take the next? That's all I'm saying. Can he just get to the next step, or is he just going to be okay with eight and four? They're going to pay him millions of dollars, and we're all jealous of it. I'm jealous of of an eight and four consistent. You know that that's the one thing about you know Iowa fans. I'm always jealous on. It's always mm-hmm. minimum seven and five to nine and three. You know, maybe the sneak in the double-digit win season with the bowl season or whatever. But Ole Miss is just that bottom. It's talking all this shit that you're so great, and they don't they don't take the next step. Man, I'm an idiot. So this, I he's 28 and two. Uh, Kirby Smart is not put into that, and it's Jimbo Fisher and uh, Sark. So yeah. Well, I, that's what I was just thinking as well. I was like, didn't Texas A&M? I I didn't want to shit all over the stat, Joey, but I was like, that. I know it was right like two years ago. This is what happens when you don't read all the way down like an idiot. But to touch again on Alabama, though, um, I man, their offensive line has looked really, really bad uh, so far this year. And I keep going back and watching it. I'm like, man, I really, really hope that Caden Proctor is also a piece of shit because he didn't go to Iowa. No, he's their one bright spot. That dude's going to be an All-American. He is so fucking good. I think we've talked about before, but you, you know Oklahoma State has had terrible uh, quarterback play, and you're going, well, what about Spencer Sanders? That was a three-year starter there. Well, he left before the bowl game. He's at Ole Miss right now, and he's third string. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they got they got athlete. I just want to throw that little tidbit there, but he's not even a starter, man. Yeah, Jackson Dart, man, like he can sling it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Throwing darts out there. Yeah. So they bring this up on one of the podcasts I listen to. Uh, out of the SEC West, is there a top 20, 25 quarterback in the nation, in the SEC? In the SEC, period. Yeah. First off, no offense, they got this down bad coming from me because I am too, but they might have some of the ugliest quarterbacks yeah. in the country too. I mean, you just start from east to fucking west, and and you start with Spencer Rattler, Jesus, <laughs> and, and then you get to Carson Beck, and you, Carson Beck makes Mike Blennon look normal. Look at <laughs> giraffe neck. Um, as far as them having a top quarterback, oh I don't know. shit, I, Will Rogers is not great. He he's a a little above average. Um, I mean, every one of them has their flaws. I mean, right. even at least Stetson Bennett, as much as we like to shit on him. He had he had the leadership. He had the experience. He had the didn't accuracy. turn the ball over yeah. a lot. The accuracy, you know. Is he, they, go ahead. Is he my age? 
Are you a couple years from retirement over there? Or? The, I'm just wondering. The Colorado, State, Colorado State kicker is actually 31. He's from England. Yeah. Three kids. There's a, someone from. There's someone else that's 34. I saw too. Oh really? Shit. Man, the, I, can still I think it's it. another kicker. It's like 34. There's it's the Miami punter, I think. Man, maybe I can ruin my knee like Nick Chubb. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, that was the most disgusting knee injury. Like, I, you know, I'm like, I can get through this just fine. You watch gory movies, and that was just like your knee's not supposed. To, it was just the shutter down your spine. Knee's not supposed to go that way, dude. Nope. He's uh he's had two of the top three worst knee injuries I've ever seen. And that's I know insane. the third, or I can guess it. Yeah, no, I texted it. Willis. Well, not yours. Oh no, I but I, mean, I texted it in the chat. No. Yeah, Willis McGee. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, that that's probably the I think the worst I've ever seen. Seeing the femur break yeah. that bad. And that that, that wasn't even worsen. that wasn't even an HD time. That was still standard definition. Yeah. Remember um, Marcus Lattimore, that running back for South Carolina? <laughs> oh. He had a disgusting one. Oh, man. Yeah. God damn. Yeah, that, that one's his. up there. I, I don't remember Willis McGahee's. I do. Off the top I of remember head. watching that live. Oh, that was one of the grossest things I've ever seen. Yeah, I remember yeah, watching Don knows who you're talking about. Lattimore. Oh, Lat- Lattimore, yeah, yeah. There you go. But, uh, yeah, so... <laughs> Honestly, uh, I'll have to look know, that one up. Couple, couple prayers, you know, prayers for Nick Chubb and prayers for my fantasy team. He was my number one running back, just awful. Uh, and also, Saquon was my other starter, so I'm down my top two running backs. Just prayers for me, everyone. Um, <laughs> S in the chat, that'd be fantastic. Um, so I don't know, man. I, I I'm I'm excited that now that we're talking about good matchups, I'm more excited about Iowa State. Now we're gonna get a dub. I'm going to watch Iowa play a good game versus Penn State, but I'm also going to be flipping between the other ranked games. Um, I don't know. I just need I need at least Oregon State and or Penn State to make it to the playoffs here the rest of the year, and then I'll feel good about this year no matter how Iowa State does because I've called a dark horse or something. You know, <laughs> We just need that. Yeah. There it is. There it is. So, I don't know. A- anything else you guys want to uh, chat about here? No. Oh, we didn't. We didn't talk about. You guys see, Caitlin Clark um, won the the. Uh, I I forgot she won the James Sullivan Award. I real I really don't know what that is. Joey, you've had Spencer Lee win that. Is it a huge deal? Uh, sure. I don't know. I'm I'm glad that two Iowa people have won it, but I have no idea. Yeah, the people they're online. I'm. It, it is one of those. You know, she's going to get the media attention. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're saying it's like older than the Heisman, so apparently it's prestigious. No offense, it's not the Heisman. You, you know, it's I thought it was the Ed Sullivan Award for the longest time, and someone correct me, it's the James Sullivan, so there's a little difference. <laughs> um we were posing a hypothetical here at work, and I want I'm gonna bring it to you now. I forgot to put it in the agenda. Um, first, does Caitlin Clark stay the final two years here at Iowa and just become a legend? And then do you think there is any possible chance that she would go immediately from playing NCAA to coaching in NCAA? So I think she'll stay both years Hmm. because Mm -hmm. she will make more money in NIL than she will in the WNBA. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
and if she goes straight from playing to coaching same thing she's going to make more money coaching a division one college basketball team than playing in the WNBA. now the competitor in her though i i think she'll go play somewhere yeah Iowa fans, do you do you think there's a val- uh, some validity to that theory? Oh, I understand. Agree with Trent. I, I don't think she. Go ahead, Dave. No, go ahead. I was I was looking up the award, so. That award <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I I think she stays. I mean, there's no reason for her to go to the WNBA. Um, she's making mm-hmm. too much money now. I don't know about coaching. I c- could definitely see her going overseas and making more money over there with a name recognition type thing. I don't know. The, the reason I bring up the coaching part is because, like we've talked about, first off, I think if she went to the coaching, like my harebrained idea is, it would kill the WNBA. You have the biggest star. Angel Reese is literally only a big star because she was trying to shit-talk a player. Yeah, because of that. It's because she was shit-talking the, the biggest star. Let's not feign like everyone all year was talking about Angel Reese. Right. Um, But she is the biggest star. I would just sold out their women's season tickets all year. Mm-hmm. You know, if she can do that for the next two years of the University of Iowa, um, Bluters, your coach, correct? Yep. Yep. If she were happen to retire in two years, I don't know why Iowa wouldn't offer her just immediate top tier money to come back. Because of anything, or really any university that is good or bad, why would you not offer her the Dion deal? Let, let's be honest, Caitlin Clark is the Dion of women's college basketball. Why would you not offer top tier money and get someone that is going to sell out your arena in in arguably a not well it's not even arguably it's a sport that doesn't make a money yep. you know right men's football is the ninety percent men's basketball is probably the ten percent women in every other a sport men's and women's on the backside wrestling everything doesn't make a money but if you can get a money making machine out of her in it's worth the salary even if they don't go. Uh, to the tournament or something. Yeah, and I mean, she's but homegrown I, talent. You keep her in the state. Like, she never, yeah. ever goes anywhere else besides the state of Iowa to play or coach. Like, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, the hell, yeah, I think Kentucky it's a uh, women's basketball good deal. coach. Right. I think overall, think it- I think she stays for two years. I think if she goes to the WNBA, it's going to, she could turn into the she could be a next star there. I mean, uh, but I think overall, the NIL, yeah, she's going to make way more money doing that. But I think the, the Europe, going over to Europe, is something that I could easily see also. But uh, back to the award that she won today is the is an annual award giving, given out to the most outstanding athlete or co- collegiate, or wait, how's that worded? The most outstanding athlete at the collegiate or Olympic level in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So, no offense. So why was Zach Eady there then? Sounds like it's a pretty big, pretty big deal. <laughs> I'm looking at the uh, at the all-time scores uh, points in women's basketball here. I'm trying to see if Caitlin Clark is even cracking the. Uh... She is not. She's not in the the top 25 right now. I'm not sure how much farther down she is. I mean, I don't imagine, I imagine she's probably gonna be halfway through that list, at least through this year. But I, I, 
don't know. I think there. I think Trent is bringing up the only point. It makes so much sense to become the legend and, and, and coach and everything. I just think the competitor in her would not allow her to stop playing basketball immediately and go into coaching. Yep. You know? Yeah, I just think if she goes to the WNBA, she's going to run into other players that, you know, are very, very talented. She's not going to be able to run a team because she's going to have other players on the team that are just as talented as her. That's mm-hmm. I, I agree. I mean, if she's a competitor, she's going to want to win. It's just going to be tougher, a lot tougher for her in the WNBA. Yeah, that, that's that's what I'm saying. Then no offense, you don't even taint the, you know, Maya Moore had some other stuff, but like think of all these names of Sabrina, uh, whatever her name was. Sorry, I, I don't remember her last name. It's it's like Iadensa, mm-hmm. the one that Kobe loved. Yeah, you know, there's all these. Yep. But there, there's a bunch of these women that that are stars in in college women's basketball immediately go to the WNBA and you just never hear from them again. Mm-hmm. The only one you hear about is Bernie Griner and Candace Parker. And that's because they dunk twice a season and they put that as the top highlight of the night for, you know, top 10 plays. Mm-hmm. That's the only time you ever hear about them. So I don't know. I, I, I think it almost grow because, um, you know, I hear about these coaches that start super young, you know, Matt Campbell started when he was young. It'd be interesting to be like, all right, you're going to, you know, we're going to have a 24 year old that in love with this game and she's just going to go out there and start recruiting 19 year olds going, Hey, do you want to be the next me? Come play for university of Iowa, come play for Kentucky, whoever ends up taking her, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think you'd be able to be on it and get, if you get two to three all-stars on a five player team, you know, you're, you're set in women's basketball. You could have one stud as sorry, as Iowa shows you, if you have one absolute stud on your team, you're probably making it at least sweet 16. Right. So Caitlin Clark is 809 points behind the uh all time leading score. Oh, oh that never mind. It's this season. Yeah. She, she could she, she could break I mean in a twenty so I did the math in a twenty eight game season, uh that's twenty eight point nine points per game to get there this season. If they played 28 games, which they, mm-hmm. you know, if you play your all your regular season, conference tournament, NCAA tournament, you're playing more than 28 games. Yeah, she she's breaking it this year, and then senior season is just a cherry on top. I, I we we're talking to work that she just needs to Pete Maravich this shit and make it so unreachable, and then yeah. you're just legend status. She's averaged 27.2 yeah. points in her career over 100 games. Jesus Last year they played 38 games. So what is that? 809 divided by 38. Mm-hmm. So if they played that many games, that's only 21 points a game. Done. She she's getting it this yeah. year. Do you, do you know the only team that's held her to single digits? Iowa State. I thought it was, oh I thought it was Northwestern. <laughs> oh I was just like I was like <laughs> she you said. Such confidence. <laughs> I, th- I think she played Northwestern her freshman year, and she scored eight points. Yeah. So it wasn't even like a zero-point performance. She just shit the bed. No, it was still eight points, yep. you know. But, yeah, I think that's you know, the only time in her career. Just a couple years ago, too, Iowa had another stud, Megan Gustafson. Yep. Mm-hmm. She, she was 25th on that list I was just looking at. Yeah. So it had been so, cool. To, like, it would be cool if they got to play together. In the mm. primes, 
because I really think LSU would have lost big time last year. Like if you could have put them two on the same team, mm-hmm. hold another well, game. <laughs> no, they're they're both studs. I, the state of Iowa's had some decent <clears throat> players in the last what five years. Iowa State yeah. Ashley Jones, she was ninth all time scoring in NCAA history. Yep, three thousand and sixty. So. I don't know. I just thought that was a fun little hypothetical thinking about if she – I just don't think she can. I think it would honestly bankrupt the, the WNBA. If their biggest star that could go in there and she goes, nah, I'm just going to coach. <laughs> nah. Or I'm just going to do anything else. Nah, you know? I'm good. I'm going to go for what my degree yeah, was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just insurance salesman. Communications. Saleswoman. Sorry. <laughs> But all righty. Well, you got you guys got anything else? Should we wrap it up here? Wrap it up. All righty. Well, appreciate everyone joining, listening in. Uh, you know, Don, thanks for asking us about some some of our bets. I think you just bet a lot of unders on our teams. I think you're gonna make a lot of decent money here. Um, but yeah, if everyone wants to join us going forward, just our socials: Instagram, Twitter, Twitch at Heartland Pulse, Facebook, YouTube, Pulse the Heartland. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. We'll catch you next week. See ya. Go Hawks. See those kind of cyclones. Yeah.